Hello. Yep. And how are you this fine evening? I'm all right. Kitten just fucking sliced me open. Mm. Otherwise, I'm good. Oh, shit. Yeah, I am uh, currently irrationally happy over, like, dumb shit you would never believe. <laughs> Movie was good? Um, We'll talk about that, too. But uh, we actually had our first, like, semi-normal day in about a year. Uh, oh. We had to go out and get our uh, passport photos redone. So we went and did that. And there was a Subway and a Dairy Queen near us. We had to sit for, like, two hours come back so we actually you know i went into a subway and ordered a sandwich like a normal human and then we got ice cream from dairy queen kind of sat outside and it actually felt sort of normal nice so and then we did we did just get done with coming to america um which was fine it's a uh bald-faced nostalgia play at best yeah i mean all the best jokes were just the first movie jokes done over. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah, and Wesley Snipes is great. It's worth watching once just for him. All right, I'll check it out. But uh, yeah, so I was kind of let down because I was hoping it would be really good, considering how long they've been talking about it for. That was fine. I actually oh. didn't know it was coming, uh, so yeah, I, saw I it think dropped, and I was like, "What the yeah. fuck." I think I had mentioned to you that it dropped yesterday. So, yeah, cause I, know, I know you asked me which service it was on, at least. Yep. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy, and I am joined this evening by Josh Krubner. Yes. This is our weekly review of the CW DC superhero shows. Um, we will be focusing this week on. The Flash Season 7 premiere, All's Well That Ends Well, and the second episode of Superman and Lois, uh, Heritage. Where would you like to begin, sir? Um, I guess we should start with uh, Lois. Okay. I assume we'll get into why this will be your last episode of Lois, I believe. Um. Yep. So, I think, I mean, I, I wonder kind of if they're running out of momentum already, because nothing happened at all. Yeah, for a second episode, it really uh, did not deliver. Yeah, I mean, it had some moments, and I still, you know, I'll keep coming back to, I still like Hecklin a lot, and... I'm actually kind of adjusting to this Lois. Um, she bothers me less every time I watch it. Uh, and I did think about, you talked about how, in the last one we did, you talked about how Clark doesn't really seem to like Jordan all that much. Um, yeah. What I came to with this one is I think he's only somehow able to like one kid at a time. Yeah, he's a com- I got that, he's, and it was weird. He's a complete also... asshole to John for, like, the whole episode, pretty much. Um. So what I got was he only liked Jordan because he thought Jordan had powers and he took him to the fortress. Yep. And then once he found out he didn't, he was like, oh, well, fuck him, man. Yeah. 
I still think you're gonna find out that they both do. Um, they just might work differently. Like I had a thought watching this one where I was like, maybe they'll only work in limited ways for Jordan, and it'll it'll be because of the 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 uh, the psychological drugs he's taking or whatever. Um, they'll work. The powers will work like when he's under stress or some shit. And then there will be some stuff with the other one later. But yeah, I mean, I just, I'm amazed that, you know, the second episode basically went nowhere. Um, which isn't what I thought they would do. I mean, I figured, you know, obviously they they complete these things months before they actually run. But, you know, given how well the pilot was received in general, and then to get this after it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so uh, I guess let's run down the plot. Um, I don't think we're going to have much to say on this No, because there really isn't much of one. Um, and I did watch this a couple days ago, so bear with me. Uh, basically, Clark takes Jordan to the fortress. Uh, hologram Jor-El, shout out to Braveheart's Robert the Bruce for playing Jor-El. Um, Angus McFadden, I believe is his name. Um Jor-El discovers that uh, the rate at which Jordan's cells are able to convert solar energy basically means he won't do anything of consequence, which I think is total bullshit. Yeah, that didn't make sense at all. Since he's already done it, I mean, you know, I think there will be limits on it, or it'll only work in certain situations, but I, that's kind of already bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. And then here, here's one thing I didn't understand. And, like, why I came to that idea that Clark only seems to be able to like one of them at a time. Um, I get that he felt the need to do that with Jordan because he'd already exhibited powers, right? But it's John's heritage, too. Like, why wouldn't he want his other kid to see that? Exactly. Like, it was almost like he, he didn't acknowledge the whole Kryptonian thing until less than until they had powers, which was bizarre. Yep. Especially because... In every fucking possible medium of Superman, including this one, mm-hmm. um, he takes Lois to the fortress. He'll take Lois to like Candor. You know, he shares his culture because he's proud of it, like most people would be. Right. And you would think, I mean, he in his own head kind of even hasn't ruled out the fact that they would both that they might both develop powers. Like, wouldn't you want John to see this too? Yeah. I mean, um, the other thing that doesn't make sense to me is the the twin aspect like they're supposed to be twins obviously they're not identical they're fraternal that's fun right so number one they shouldn't have that much difference in abilities number two they've set up this weird like you know one's the popular kid one's the awkward kid and then like when they come together jonathan's like oh we're the best of friends we're the same person it's like you either are or you aren't. Like you, you can't have him having his whole a- academic, athletic life, having the girlfriend being all popular, having genuine resentment for his brother for being a fuck up and for uprooting his life, and then having him like be like, "Oh, you went to the fortress and missed school for three days. I'm still your buddy." Yeah. And then at like, the end, he's like, "If they won't help you figure out what these powers mean, then I will." Yeah. So I mean, so here's here's the other thing. Yep. 
forget about Batman because you know it's Batman. Uh, Dick Grayson does not have powers in some mediums, and I believe in New Fifty Two, he technically has a meta gene because everyone's a goddamn X Man now. But he doesn't have any powers. He he was a, a kid in the circus with you know human training and and a good physique and and a good athletic regiment. Mm-hmm. Superman, even this version of Superman, who I already pointed out last week how weak he was, and oh boy, will we get back to that this time around, is the strongest and most powerful person on Earth. If his retarded son is exhibiting even 10 times normal man abilities, he's as powerful as Steve Rogers' Captain America. Jor-El saying, this one will never aspire to anything of greatness, you should just give up on him is the dumbest fucking advice in the history of DC Comics. Yep. Yep. Um, that being said, though, I mean, on some level, I'm still enjoying, like, a lot of the dynamics and stuff, even though I think they have no clue what they're doing in terms of the in terms of the long-term writing of this. Am I the only one also who thinks that Captain Luthor's whole argument is bullshit? I mean... That was weird because, you know, last week we were speculating, oh, it's probably Alexander Luther and it still could be. But then they set up like, you know, almost really, really low budget injustice. Right. And I'm wondering if they did it now because, you know, the Snyder Cut is coming out and they wanted to be like, look, we beat him to the black Superman. Right. This is yeah, what Zack Snyder they did that with Elseworlds. Like, like- Exactly. Why? It's the same same thing over yeah. again. And it's like, why would you do that? Well, here, Number two, why would you have the black costume? That doesn't make sense. Here was my question, though, right? So he's they're setting up the idea that this Luthor is from a different Earth. Like, I thought he was just going to be from the far future where either Clark or one of his kids had turned into that, right? They're setting up the fact that this guy is from a different Earth. So, like, mm-hmm. he's even, you know he doesn't acknowledge the possibility that like between earths, this Kal-El could be a different person when his own ship's computer literally says, and I, I remember this because it set me off immediately. His own ship's computer literally says this Kal-El is very different from the one on your earth. And he, right. and he basically just says, fuck you. I'm going to kill him. And it's like, right. what? <laughs> you know, like, and I know I have a feeling I know what they're gonna do. Like, it's not gonna be that he's gonna learn that it's not Clark that's gonna be the problem. It's gonna be one of the kids. And I think what they want you to think is that it's gonna be Jordan, but it's gonna be John. That was my guess too. Uh, I also thought it was gonna be Sam Lane. Yeah, it could be that too. Because um, they're like buddies in the uh, in the little flashback, yeah, and I think he's eventually going to start working with that guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm still enjoying parts of it. It just feels like they're throwing a lot at the wall right now, and not a lot of it makes sense, like even within itself. Yeah. So again, we were trying to figure out like, is this set in the future? Is there a time jump? You know. Uh, I think they're trying to do a Superman show in a shared universe inside of its own thing, mm-hmm. which they can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. 
they're setting up a concept of multiverse, which the other shows have also been exploring in a different right. Way. And um, I mean, for me, it's just you know the elements of the show. There could be things that might bring me back, like you know, if you keep watching it and you tell me like, oh, you got to see what they do with the kids. Yeah, they're really setting up this really compelling angle. I'll be like, all right, maybe I'll go back to it. But the show itself, right now, like I just I couldn't possibly care. Um, I don't want to watch a story about Lois Lane being a small town, smallville journalist. The Morgan Edge plot doesn't make any fucking sense, especially since they brought him in in the second episode and he was at like a town hall meeting and he didn't have answers for Lois's questions. She's like, you bankrupted a small town once before. And these people are like, yeah, but he's going to get his job. And she said, there's like what? 64 people 600 people in smallville no he why would he waste the money he offered 600 jobs that was the number that's what it was right 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 here's my it's like so any anytime you've ever heard about you know a good or a bad jobs thing it's always like six hundred thousand. it's it's like you know every politician who's ever ran on jobs has been like you know we're gonna bring back thousands of jobs millions of jobs it's 600 jobs mm-hmm. That's like four McDonald's. Here's my other problem with with her as the, and this is not a problem with the idea of making her like a somebody who works for a smaller paper like that. But I worked at a, and I worked at a, you know, mid sized newspaper in Connecticut before I moved out to the Midwest. And mm-hmm. there's there's a problem with the idea that she's still going. Obviously, because I think the whole thing is she's still going to be attacking Morgan Edge, but she's going to do it from the auspices of this smaller entity. There's one problem with that, though. The Associated Press exists. And she's like the biggest reporter in the fucking world. And literally everything she writes is going to be picked up by the Associated Press and put in every fucking paper in the country. Right. Not only (laughs) that, she would have job offers out the ass from every other paper in existence. I mean, and they haven't really established, like in this DC world, I guess, like I never hear them talk about Boston's so, like, could she go right for the globe? M- maybe, but it's not like I've ever heard that talked about either. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm still very interested in where this goes. I get, you know, so it's, I'm not at no point. Am I like, I've never hated it, but I question what they're, it's, it kind of bothers me that two episodes in, I question what they're doing. Um, yeah. Where like obviously we're five or six episodes in the Batwoman, and you can tell immediately in in the case of that show, which we're not doing this week because there wasn't one, or there's not going to be one. Uh, you can tell pretty much immediately in the case of that show that writing wise they just don't have the first clue. There's enough with the Superman and Lois show that's done well that makes me wonder like how are you screwing up the rest of this so badly. <laughs> Right, and I was actually going to make that same point. It's like, as bad as it is, we know what the dynamic is, what the scope is, and where they're going. Yep. With with this, it, it's like, they want to have a story about the kids, but they want the kids to be Superman's kids, so you need Superman there doing stuff. And the show's called Superman and Lois, so you need Lois doing yep. stuff. And that's my other thing, too. He's just going to be an unemployed farmer now? Like... Yeah, like, like, it, like the, them losing their jobs was the stupidest possible decision. 
and it doesn't. Well, make I, any sense. I get, I get the larger point of what you know. I think they were trying to, and being that I was in this industry for a while, and not at any like level of significance, I was a clerk. But I mean, even at the smaller place that I worked at, we've known each other for a good couple of years. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. But any day mm-hmm. where your key opened the door was a good day. So, like, I get what they were going for as far as, like, the, you know, I think they're trying to make some statement about how that form of media is basically dead already. Um, and Oh, no, I agree. But I'm saying in terms of scope, like, you're talking about, like, you know, I don't know, Barbara Walters and Anderson Cooper. And, like, they, they just can't walk away from yeah, their life. They, they would be multi-millionaires. They'd be getting offers. The they'd games. be getting offers at other papers. They'd be getting offers to write books. I mean, yeah, they, they'd be on like speaking the engagements. Or, or, you know, Regis you know, and uh, Michael yep. Strahan. Whatever yep. the hell it's called it's now. Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. You know, it's two episodes in. I tend not to really judge shows like this until they get to like at least halfway through the first season or so. Um, just because by then you really have an idea of what the direction is, but. Oh, I agree. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just saying from what they've assembled and shown me so far, like I, my, my initial thought after this episode was I could see people really liking this. I could see people really being on board for it. I'm like, this one's not for me. I'm going to yep. take a path. I mean, for me, it's more like I am really liking it, but as opposed to, I mean, I, and I keep coming back to Batwoman because it's largely the the main thing we've done on here. But uh, with Batwoman, I am getting pretty close to the hate watching territory that you're already in, and because I know we're gonna get mm-hmm. funny reviews out of it. With this, I'm like, I'm still largely enjoying it based on you know Hecklin's performance, and I do I do like the kids. I don't normally like actors of that age range in a lot of things. Um, so as opposed to with Batwoman where I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. What are they doing? I'm like, with this one, I'm like, I like about 60% of this, but the stuff I don't like, why? You know, like, why are they doing Mm -hmm. this this way? And I'm not just like, this is so dumb. I can't even stand watching this, you know? So I'm curious. And I think maybe the, maybe the method of, storytelling might change somewhat as I was going to say that on uh, I believe it was March 1st uh, CW announced the second season of this is happening. Yeah, I mean you know, once they get into second seasons on these shows they either tend to find their footing or they tend to just add more and more shit into be like this was in yeah. the comics and now you know yeah. what it is. I feel like this this will be the one that doesn't have like the like Flash and Arrowhead and Supergirl to an extent like the team of like other heroes that they couldn't, you know, that they wanted to use but couldn't think of any other way to use them. Like cuz with him you don't need it. So, I'm not sure if this show will go there. Um I mean, it's a Greg Berlanti show. I don't think he's incapable of writing solo yeah, heroes. I guess not. I mean, if you look at the track record, it kind of makes sense. Every single thing is a yep. team show, yeah. But, you know, I I also want to see, you know, it looks like from the preview, maybe the next episode will do this, where the, the Captain Luthor guy is not the central villain all the time. 
because clearly they they're either they either want to parse that out really slowly or they haven't really figured that out yet um so right. i'll be curious to see what they do in an episode that doesn't involve that um but yeah and maybe i'm applying too much real world logic to like the stuff about their jobs and whatever but it just struck me as kind of silly that like wouldn't he at least be writing a book like somebody would have offered him a couple million dollars to write a book, you know. Mm-hmm. And sure, I get, I get that he wants to be unemployed and like hang out with his kids more, but he could also be doing that like while they're at school and shit. <laughs> um, right. And I was thinking, as I'm watching it, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I know, I know what they're gonna do. They're gonna, you know, Jordan will develop powers to some extent, and then what's gonna happen is. You're also going to find out that John has been doing that, but he's been keeping it quiet. And then, you know, and he's been watching them enough to know how to cover it. Right. So then he's going to resent Jordan all of a sudden and be like, Dad liked you more than me once you had powers. Meh. And he's going to turn into the one that everybody, that Captain Luthor thinks is going to be so evil. So there's an angle I think they're going for. And if I'm right, it's the stupidest fucking thing imaginable. And that would be enough to get me back. Are you familiar with the concept of Superman Red and Superman Blue? Vaguely, because they did it in Super Sons recently. Okay. So that would be even more to the point, because this is very much loosely based on and Frankenstein from the modern Super Sons. Uh... So there was a terrible thing in the 90s, early 2000s, when Superman got electric powers and then they just randomly brought it back and he split into two personalities. This was an imaginary tale in the 50s where Superman (laughs) goes to the bottle city of Kandor and they tell him that he has failed in his four super tasks. And he, sure enough, in the fortress, has a giant clipboard that says four super tasks. So we don't know what his regular tasks were, but um, let's see if I can remember. The first one was resize the bottle city of Kandor. The second one was end all evil. Not all crime, all evil. The third one was... Um, fuck, I don't remember. Something like stop disease or, or famine, something. And then we didn't, we couldn't see what the fourth one was. Like That was the running joke. So, in order to do this, Superman makes a brain machine that's made of all the kryptonite on the planet. This is back when Supergirl is his cousin, who he's hiding from the world, so nobody knows about her, except in passing. And back then, she was, like, this really ditzy teenager, so she would always, like, try to, like, do things to win his favor. So she's like, let me use the machine. And he's like, no, it's my responsibility. So he uses his kryptonite composite machine and it explodes and the resulting is he's now two supermen superman red and superman blue now in the 50s they're almost exactly identical the only difference is red is kind of more not even aggressive but like 50s aggressive and they they immediately solve all these problems he creates this like ridiculous satellite network that alters the evil brainwaves of all the villains So they all turn good and then Lex becomes like a genius again and he just ends all disease and world hunger at the same time. Um, 
and basically they, they knock out everything and then it's like well what do they have left to do they resize the bottle city they form new krypton which of course becomes a thing later on in, in modern comics uh so they decide that one has to marry lois one has to marry lana so to do this they bend two steel girders into the shape of l's and the first one to be struck by lightning gets to pick which girl he wants they get struck by lightning at the same time but then you realize that red liked Lois because he thought she was hot and blue liked Lana because she was his first love. And then they all end up happily ever after and they have like super babies and it's an imaginary tale. So that's I the end of these comics, everybody. So then it came back. <laughs> yeah. So it came back around in the 90s. It didn't really go anywhere. And of course, he was already married at that time. So Lois was just like, uh, I'll stick with the blue was one. Was that a result of the, and, the thing where he turned blue and all that? Okay. Was that after yeah. Final Night? Yeah. Okay. Because I just read yeah. Final Night and it doesn't refer to that. <laughs> no, it's after that. It's, um, I don't remember why it happened. He just started having yeah. new powers. And then he exploded. And uh, there was a, the cool thing about when he was the electric powers was he was only super when right. he was in that form, but he could revert to like a human form, which I guess was just a hologram. And when he was in hologram Clark Kent form, um, you know, he right. didn't have I any read, powers. Um, they started trading that out. And I read the first one. I don't think they've made anything else available since. It was interesting. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and then basically they, they needed an event to get him back. So they, they have the Millennium Giants, which is like the worst event they ever did. And they're basically just these giants. And uh, they do a crossover with like heroes nobody gave a shit about. And then red and blue have to come around the world from different angles and collide. And then they collide and he just comes back to normal. Oh, super That sounds fantastic. And that was Superman Forever, mm. number one. Okay, so the one other thing I will credit them for, and I don't know what, what you thought of this, given that, you know, I wouldn't say we have different politics because I don't really give a shit either way. But um, I have mm. found that the, you know, as much as I thought the in the first episode that speech that Lana's husband gave was kind of inappropriate based on the timing of it, um, for the second episode in a row... I found one of those, you know, one of those speeches going on. I'm like, well, he's not wrong. Um, so I'll at least give them, you know, they could have played that up way more and way, made that guy way more of a caveman than they have. Um, yeah. So I will... um, my, my only issue there is the focus on what I would call modern politics on either side of the aisle tends to come from people who really don't know what they're talking about. Traditionally, not just Superman and Lois in, as characters, but you know, people of that stature in the media would be you know, traditionally what we would call centrist, or a lot of them, especially Superman and Lois, would be like that 50s to 80s Eisenhower to yep. Reagan Republicans. And they're just so obviously on the other side of that. They basically just kind of speak as you know mouthpieces for what the modern day Rachel Maddow equivalent would be which w works on Batwoman but like even if you watch the definitely Smallville but even if you watch the animated series like that Lois is still the traditional comics Lois and I mean you know she's 
all guns and, and red meat all the time. Like, you'll never find that Lois being like, we need to save the rainforest. And, you know, times yeah. change, sure, whatever. It's just hashtag not I just, I kind of agree with you that, you know, I if they're going to call the show Superman and Lois and half of it's just going to be her chasing after Morgan Edge, like, I don't care. Like, give me more Superman crap because that's why I'm watching this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that always made definitely uh, a little bit of pre-crisis 70s Lois, but definitely post-crisis Lois, a compelling character was she was Lex Luthor's girlfriend. And it's like right, right around the time that Superman shows up, like they had just broken up or in some versions, like, you know, he was into her and she like flirted with him and then like they went out a couple times and that was it. Uh, but even the animated series, like at the very beginning, there's hints of it. And then when they finally bring in Batman, like she actually dates and hooks up with Batman hmm. as Bruce Wayne. And then like, you know, from then on, maybe that's where Snyder Superman, and that actually sets up their whole conflict. So, so you have this very, you know, eighties business minded money obsessed Lois, very materialistic, and like to to see her as this character is just like you know, save the whale. Corporate greed is evil. It's like that's that's not Lois. Yeah. That was never. But Lois. that's what that's what I think they feel like Lois has to be now. You no, know? right. If you had if right. you had Lois spewing all those Fox News talking points, no one would be watching this. Well, and I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, back then, these weren't people who would be spewing Fox News talking points. I mean, this it was it was a different world with much more centrist and level-headed people across the board. The politics wasn't any different. It was just, you know, the issues and how people spoke about them Mm. and understood them was different. Okay, so So. I think we sounds like we've hit everything here. Um, I will continue to, you know, I know you're probably going to stop watching this for now. Um, I will continue to bring this up in here um, just because I'm sure there will be points mm-hmm. worth of work discussion. Um, so yeah, I definitely. did look at the, there have been a couple ratings related things for this. Uh, the ratings for the second episode came in at uh, 1.25 million viewers. So there was a drop. Um Well, I mean, so that's, that's a very standard yeah. and respectable yeah. drop. Um, you know, the premiere was the premiere. I'm sure people who hadn't watched anything yep. since and there were only for that. They're only another, you know, it only dropped man. like 500,000, I guess. So the fact that it's the fact that it's still over yeah. a million while you know, Batwoman's lucky if it clears 400 grand. Um, you know, the other thing is, uh, CW actually did release the streaming numbers for the premiere. Um, and I guess if you count mm. the streaming numbers plus the original, the actual terrestrial viewers, it was about five million. Um, so they, yeah, they claim there were three point two five million streams of it in the last week. Well, they also claim that people stream Batwoman, hmm. and nobody yeah, does I find that. it funny that they, it, and I think they they were making a big deal out of it because it was the the highest streaming number they had for anything. So they were trying to emphasize that mm. number. Um, so I believe uh, next week's is called The Perks of Not Being a Wallflower. Um, 
So I will be watching that. Uh, my wife likes it so far. Um, she's waiting for the conspiratorial thing that's going to piss her off and make her stop watching it. But we'll see how long that lasts for. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Since I am uh, by myself this week, you're gonna do one more. Watch it in real time. Yeah, I'm gonna do one more. What the hell? Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, no, it's one thing if like I have to wait to watch it, and then it's an early morning yeah. on demand, or I gotta watch it on the computer. But I could just watch this one in real time. I don't. I don't watch any of them through. live um, because they happen to be on nights where my wife likes other things. Um, NCIS is on Tuesday. I'm not. I'm not uh I'm not getting over on that one. <laughs> you know. So if there's a new NCIS that week, yep. that's what we're watching. <laughs> um and you know, I have no problem watching the stuff DVR. It's much easier that way. You don't sit through all the ads and all the bullshit. So um which brings us to the I almost hesitate to call it the season seven premiere given how it's structured, but we'll call it that. Uh the season seven premiere of the Flash, uh the Iris West Allen show. <laughs> yep. that All's wells that ends wells. Um, uh, yep, that's a matter uh, of perspective. So, <laughs> I guess I can attempt the plot here, but you might actually do this one better than me because it was very. Yeah, because oh, I don't oh, remember half the stuff from the previous year anymore. So, uh, go. So in the previous year, they needed another reason to sideline Barry and have him be filled with self-doubt. His mirror wife construct takes the uh, reins on that one, slowly saps his speed, and then they somehow killed the speed force. I don't remember if that was related. uh, I think they said it was because of the thing he did that got them out of the vanishing point in crisis that it effed up the speed force. Oh, guy. So yeah, the Speed Force was dying. I never liked the concept of the Speed Force on this show. Uh, it was always stupid because they made it like sentient, and uh, basically he killed the Speed Force, so he was slowly losing his powers mm-hmm. week by week. They set about creating an artificial Speed Force where I just rolled my eyes, but they could never make it work because it wasn't the Speed Force. Uh, all the multiverse of Harrison Wells have been living in the mind of the most recent one who is and also isn't Pariah. And now he's like the weird Indiana Jones Nash Wells. And uh, there's some really shitty D-list characters that yeah, replace like, the other uh, shitty D-list and B-list characters. Like, uh, that Chester P, good. get the fuck off my TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Ch- Chester P. Runk. And... Um, yeah, she's the cute. Allegra, at least, I want but... to say she she's basically uh, okay. prism. Uh, DC newbie doesn't know what that is, and uh, that's about it. She's she's basically Jubilee okay. meets Dazzler. Cool. Um, you know they they're basically playing fast and loose with new yeah. too and rebirth shit. So they went from you know 70 years of the flash yeah, everything in the last 10. and uh decided no fuck it we'll just use 2015 oh, I, think, present, I think it's 2011 which as if, if i haven't conveyed this to you before as a 
lifelong Flash, especially Barry Allen fan, I fucking hate New 52 and Rebirth Flash. I, there were times where I was like, oh, okay, good. It's finally going to go back to the quote-unquote pre-Flashpoint. And then it didn't. And then they just kept doubling down. They yeah. just kept making it worse. And then there was like nine different Speed Force elements and Grodd had speed powers. And, and it just got worse and worse. And the villains are so awful. And now they're showing up on live action. I started like, with the M52 stuff because the TV show got me to read it. Um, I did not really like that much of the the new 52 run. Joshua Williamson's The Rebirth stuff is better. Uh, at least I thought it was. Um, I'll be interested to see because he had a really long run, actually. He did pretty much the entire Rebirth book. Oh yeah, I, I read most of it, and then I finally quit when they uh, murdered yeah. Wally. So, but... um, I guess my biggest thing with this, and I'm trying to keep it in the frame of like, this was not intended to be the season seven premiere. These are the scripts they didn't finish from the previous year. Like, I think the first couple are going to be the things they didn't get a chance to film last year. Right, so so Iris yep. is trapped in the mirror world, but she is exhibiting, I don't even, I guess, powers at this point and abilities that um, have been made canon that should not be. Um, so there's something they did back in season one, and it didn't bother me because it was Cisco as Vibe, and it was even pre Vibe where he could remember alternate timelines that no longer right. existed, and that made sense with his powers. Right. Well, now, Iris is doing that. Also, there was one episode where Iris gets the speed powers, and I don't even think it was, like, genuine. I think it, it was, like, a metahuman swap. I remember that. Barry yeah, or something. And she ran with purple lightning, and they have now made that canon. And when their daughter from the future was running, they, she was like, oh, your, her lightning's a mix of purple and red or yellow. And yeah, it was purple and red like ours. And it's like, oh, OK. So Iris being a flash is now just a, a canon point they're going to constantly reference. So they keep doing these things where it's like Iris has some sort of residual powers because obviously on the Iris West Allen show, she has to just, you know, supplant and yep. replace Barry at any cost. Um. So now she's in the mirror world and she's seeing things from quote unquote pre-crisis. So my question was, you know, have they established any of the characters who weren't the Saturday morning cartoon paragons actually remembering crisis? Because in in actual DC comics, post-crisis was very confusing in that most characters didn't remember it. Some of them did, but obviously it was much different. Uh, major players who lived through or died in it were no longer in existence, Supergirl being the biggest. So like everybody remembered Barry Allen and that he died in something they called the crisis, but there was no Kara Zor-El at that point. She didn't come back until like 2005. I mean, it was uh, earlier than that, but it was definitely Greg Rucka. Um, so there, there, no one, there was never a Supergirl even though she was like a major, major player in it. So it was like she never existed. No one would remember her. Um, they then do Zero Hour, which further restarted everything. And then from that point mm -hmm. on, it was like no one remembered Crisis at all. 
So I'm wondering if the people in the shows that weren't, you know, there at the actual Dawn of Time battle, if they remember it or, you know, if Barry just told people about it, it's very, very inconsistent. Yeah, I I mean, I guess my whole thing, you know, aside from all that, and you're you're entirely correct. um, I just don't give a shit about this, like, for lack of a better term, like this new Mirror Master person. Like, I don't care. Just go away. Yeah, so Mirror Mistress was not... Yeah. She, she was never a thing in the comics. Uh, yeah. When I did read the New 52 and they made the rogues basically totally the X-Men, um, you know, they, they did not use her. They, they used... used uh, they I used think they Scudder. used Scudder. They might have used Nathala. But... So, so they had him in the show and then, like, immediately they just like got rid of him. And I think they had the other one, and then they got rid of him. And now, um, oh, that's right, they got rid of him in this episode because you you had uh, Top and Mirror Master. And then they're like, oh, the Top is really the mastermind. Okay, anyone who's ever read a Flash comic, New 52 or previous, knows that the Top is, like, yep. the most deadly of the rogues. And uh, is almost always in charge and is the leader. If it's not, you know. Captain Cold, who obviously doesn't exist anymore, or uh, Captain Boomerang, who was on like one episode of Arrow. I know, I know. That, Wentworth Miller has said he doesn't want to play that role anymore. I need him to come back, though. I, mean, I... oh yeah, he was he was great. Like he's got to uh, come back. Know, his his totally not brother was great yep. as uh, I... McRory. I I have no idea how he's still on Legends. He yep. gets more and more it's bored every pick, week, probably. but you know. Even if they were to bring him back, though, he would be the fake one. He'd be the one, yeah. Uh, Earth Probably. Yeah, but even they, that they was better than the kind of bad guys one. we're getting now. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mirror Mistress does not make sense. Yep. They should have made her a different villain. They really wanted to go with this one. She did not have the makings of a big bad. And now they're doing this ridiculous thing where they're like, oh, well, she actually died. So this one is the mirror clone. And now we're going to yeah. try to redeem the character. Because yeah. now the big bad is going to be whatever these crisis visions are in oh, Iris' mirror world. Sounds fun. So whereas I thought Iris would get out we, we we speculated, you know, the first episode, Iris was going to get out, but Iris going to get his powers back, and we'll get to that. Um, Iris might be in there for a while, but it's not going to be a mirror world. It's going to be like, you know, right. this collapsing multiverse world. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they don't get rid of her in the very next episode, Mirror Mistress is going to join Team Flash and be yeah. like, I'll help you get Iris yeah. back. I will say, as much as I didn't really enjoy the... Uh... All the whining, whining berry they did, you know, which they always tend to do pretty late in, you know, because I'm still viewing this as like late season six and not actually the new season, really. You know, and a lot of those episodes tended to evolve into a lot of him mm-hmm. whining. But I did enjoy the bit where all the different Wellses were in his head and he was trying to play them. Like, that was entertaining. So here's my, here's my issue with that. Yes, that was great. It only made sense for people who have seen every episode, which, let's be Mm -hmm. honest, people still watching the show probably have. 
Um, the I'll, tone was all I'll over agree the place. To that. Like, the entire point of the episode was, like, Barry was dying. We knew that Wells was going to have to die. And they were like, well, let's just play half of this for comedy. Let's bring back the one Wells that was fucking terrible. The, the Sherlock one. And then, like, you, you have Barry being basically possessed by these other Wells that no one in this new... Right. Oh, yeah, because the newbies w- would only know the French guy. Chester is, is like laughing. At, it's like yeah. laugh at your own jokes. Like yeah, I mean, and like I want to give Gustin some credit for pulling yeah. that off, but you're right. Yep. Oh, he was great. And I mean, but he did all of them. He did them believably. Right everything, everything was around it was nice just fucking off, stupid. But, like, like it, it was like played for yep. jokes for babies. It was bizarre. It was like, remember this French guy? And then it was like, okay, so a few of these have died canonically. So now it's like, you know, any Wells that ever was is just still a Wells. So then it's like, okay, so where the yeah, fuck I was expect- uh, Reverse Flash I actually Wells? expected at one point Barry was going to turn yes. evil with that one in his head. Um, I did too, because yeah. we saw him last year when this started happening. But he was like, that one was left out. So... My other question is, and I think I know why that one was left out. Because Kavanaugh's not leaving this fucking show, and he's the one that's left. Right. So it's like every year they get at least one or two new Kavanaugh's, and then even if they died, they come back. Like, Harry has died, HR has died. Uh, Yep. This one died like three yep. times. So, and I, I and think they would—they know they would be stupid to get rid of him. So, I—I don't, I don't think that's going to last long. Um. But what really bothered me was the alternate timeline Irish shit because it's like things that she wasn't even there for. Yeah, she was remembering and experiencing. Yeah. I was just overwhelmed by my hatred of Chester P. Suck. And uh, the other one, I was just like, "Give me Cisco yeah. back right now," because this guy blows. Yeah, it's, it's like okay, you know, Ralph like blew up the show. They wrote him and Sue out, but where the fuck is Cisco? Where yeah, the fuck is Caitlin? I think, Why did they? Both I mean, leave? the real life thing that I've always heard is that these shows don't pay that well, and these people always need other work. Um, so it's possible. They- no, if they get to a season five, let alone seven, they're making yeah. nice money every episode. So, yeah, it looks like Cisco's yeah. going to be in next week's. So, thank you. will not go on for long. But uh, every yeah. time Chester was on screen, I was just like, go away. You're terrible. Um, yeah, um, he, he was just awful. I mean, like, I remember when they first brought him in, he had powers and. Like okay, he'll be like you know totally not Static Shock, Mister Terrific, but then he like I could see putting him with Cisco and letting them bounce off each other, but him by himself was just oh my god, just stop it. Um, so it looks like uh by the description I read, it looks like next week's is going to involve that whole thing that I believe they brought in in the new Fifty Two, 
where he has like super speed based intelligence too. Uh, yeah, so that was a thing in the Silver Age, and it went, and you know, Superman had that also, and then they got rid of it because it was stupid. Um, I'm still hoping and wondering if they're setting up for uh, Cobalt Blue and Chain Lightning. And it's interesting you keep saying that this one didn't feel like a season premiere. Because I have okay. a thought, and I wonder if you're with me on this. I think this and was they just shot held last it? year. I, I don't know if it was fully shot. I think they might have. My guess is everything with Iris yep. and Mirror Mistress was reshoots. And that was done this year, and maybe the stuff with Wells. But I think everything else was so contained to Star Labs. And like, we didn't see the fucking CCPD. We didn't see any outside sets. This looked okay. like it was shot during the height of COVID. Okay. And it was from last year. Because it was just a very streamlined, pared down, simple plot. With the people who were around okay. last year. Oh, so you mean they just kind of cut around to what they had? Okay. okay. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, that's what it, that's now that you really say that, it like. kind of reframes the entire episode for me. Like, yeah, maybe they were, you know, I automatically think of the whole, like, what they call on Star Trek, that bottle show thing where you just use the sets you have and you don't. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So if you look at, like, so again, we were talking about, like, uh, you know, the, the Justice League cut versus the Snyder cut, and it looked to me like, you know, the Justice League cut is going to be very, very little bit of footage, and they just cut up what they had, and they added in their own new plot. So if you look at just the episode in Star Labs, and it never really moves beyond that, you've got your core characters that have absolutely no interaction whatsoever right. with the Iris plot. I know Iris has been the focus of this show for years, but even last year, every single episode, they would cut back and it wouldn't just be, you know, like camera moves. It would be in dialogue, fluidly, you know, woven into the scene. Like Barry would be like, I wonder what Iris is doing. And then they would cut to Iris. This one, every single time they cut away to Iris, it was just a non sequitur. So my guess is, and because, uh, you know, Mirror Mistress wasn't really involved in, in the Flash part of this at all until the end. Right. Everything in Star Labs was shot last year as part of, right. just, you know, another episode of the week to get Barry his speed back going into the May finale. And then there would have been another, what, two, three episodes. And then everything with Iris was shot this year. Right. To set up this whole that actually makes sense. They had to come up you, with on the fly. Now that you say it. What is, and I mean, I'm just getting, this is kind of a side question that I want to see if we're sort of in the same zone here. I actually have never liked the Iris Berry thing. Like, I know if you go by the comics, like, he's supposed to end up with her. But I've never liked this whole idea of, like, like she's his foster sister, and yet he still wants to bang her. It's like, uh, no. Um, I was really bummed when they let Patty Spivet leave. Yes. So I'm with you on all of that. Uh, in the comics, Barry and Iris pre-Flashpoint uh, are easily my favorite couple, way more so than Lois and Clark. Oh, I like them in the stuff now. Carol, 
anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, from what I read at the time, it was okay, but they just kept going yeah. back but and I forth. Have, I, have no, girlfriend. I have I no frame of reference for stuff prior to that. Right. I mean, the stuff prior to that, like, they were the couple for for decades and then like she died and it was like the first actually major, the only like, wife the only stuff only slash stuff prior uh, well, i read yeah. uh the bart allen year and then the brightest day stuff with barry but most of the the pre-flashpoint flash stuff i've read is all wally yeah i mean yeah. a lot of it with wally was a long time um, but yeah, so for as far as the show, I never liked this version of Iris. I, everybody hates the character. I definitely gave her a fair chance in the beginning, and I hate this fucking character. I mean, there's a reason there are memes for her and no one else. Um, I thought the, the Patty Spivitt angle was great. It was a shame that she left and then never came back. Yep. We thought she was going to come back as hot pursuit. I guess that she was on happened. the boys for a couple of years. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, but the, um, the the whole angle with the foster family thing was weird. Oh, yeah. I do love the character of Joe. He's incredible. And I think he Joe as his comments, father but, works really well, um, but then on the same at the same time, I'm like, but you want to bang your sister. Yeah. Like, ew. Yeah, it, it's fucking weird. It's like you guys grew up together, and Joe like just yeah. was kind of like, oh, it's weird. When they got married at the end of Earth X, I would have thought he would have been like, but, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so for me, you know, everything that led into the new Fifty Two that started with. Uh, with Flashpoint, which began in the comics with after, um, oh, it, I guess it was um, Flash Rebirth, where you know he finds out that Reverse Flash went back in time and killed his mother. None of that had ever happened oh, yeah, before that. that point, and it was an awesome story, and it leads right into New Fifty Two. So this show, because it had started that way, I was like, oh, this is like the real Reverse Flash from you know the comics. And, like, the whole point of this show, the whole point of New 52, would be undoing that to go back to the universe proper. They still haven't done it in either I think medium, they have now, though. Like, that infinite point, frontier thing, I happen. think they have. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what the hell I, I, I read. You know, I read the, every I read the zero. It's really so confusing, but I think they've done. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes and how yeah. long it lasts. I got to catch up on all that shit tomorrow, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so for me, I, I always just figured they were going to run their course, do their thing, and then at some point, like, do, you know, either Flashpoint, oh, was I wrong there, or Crisis, and then, you know, make everything go back to normal. And, uh, yeah. well, they've done oh, yeah. both, and they squandered. So ratings-wise, so, uh, from what I saw, this came in with uh, about... 1.03 million viewers. Hey, good yep. for them. It's still got the hold. It's still got the fans. You know, yep. the fact that there isn't an episode of Batwoman tomorrow is only going to hurt them because when that comes back, it's probably. Oh, you mean Batwoman's going to be hurt by Noah? I can't wait oh, for yeah. that. Okay. 
Well, they probably didn't want to run against the uh, yeah. the yeah. the royal family interview thing. Uh, even though I highly doubt the yeah. audience they want is going to be watching that. No, uh, the audience they want probably would be watching that, but they definitely wouldn't right. be watching any of the yeah, other like things they did. Well, I get, I get taking a Super Bowl week off because that's like you might as well rate a zero um, that night. But uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I did see that the back to the rating stuff for a little bit. That you know, that's the 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 premiere ratings for Superman and Lois were the highest they've had in that time slot since crisis but at the same time it was also the lowest ra- lowest rated premiere they've had of anything uh, or at least of the the dc shows so mm-hmm. i mean if you choose to look at it either way you have arguments either direction um but yeah i mean i hope flash improves i hope they get past this like you know this weird nether period where they're tying off stuff from season six still and maybe season seven gets you out of this mirror garbage because uh, I could do with a lot less of that um, and I did we talk about I think I saw that Sue Dearborn's actually coming back for something yeah uh, yep yeah and I'm, I'm thinking they're going to bring back rap yeah, they'll just say he, you know, looks different. Um, and I, I don't mind that if they do that. I actually think it was – I thought it was an interesting thing to uh, – that was one of the things I liked about the seasons that he was actually in, like the idea that Barry has to now mentor somebody who might not be – who might not find the whole hero thing as easy as he did. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up because it's bothering me. I don't. Even oh, remember he made. What he it, it was the typical thing. I don't believe they were current. I think it was all stuff from before he was on the show. But like, he made bad jokes about killing and raping homeless women, um, and things of that nature. I it might be actually hard to find them now, but he made a lot of he made. He made a lot of bad sex jokes about oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I homeless see that. women and like beating the shit out of women or killing them or something. It was really bad. Um, I don't, I don't fault them for getting rid of him if yeah, if that's you right. find that out. But like, again, it's it's the same argument I always make with the you know, I don't think what Disney did with with the gun thing was necessarily wrong in that moment. But like, how do you not already know this? With the degree of vetting that these people have to even get these right. jobs, like how do you not already know this? Like, I'm betting in the gun example, I'm betting they already knew that, and it was just the firing him was the public response to the the Twitter reaction or whatever, you know. And then they were, and then when they realized, oh, oh yeah, fuck, there aren't going to be any more Guardians movies if we don't rehire him because all these actors are going to walk. Um, which I actually think they would have done, uh, by all accounts. No. So, um, I was not impressed by yeah. this one, but I'm willing to give them a certain degree of a pass, given that they're essentially trying to use recycled scripts and whatnot 
to finish out whatever they were trying to finish out. But, um, oh yeah, this this was uh, terrible, and you know Barry again yep. has a speech about how you won't let anyone die, and then yeah, and dies. I mean I've been watching so this like show pretty much from the get go. Like this is what I was not watching Arrow right away, and the fact that when I heard that they they were doing a flash show and they were starting it by putting him in, in arrow. That's what got me to start watching it. Like I didn't know that until I think after the second season of arrow had ended. So then I went and I bought the first two seasons on Blu-ray and powered through them in like a month. Um, and then I was just like, Oh, I kind of like this one too. So I'll keep watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've loved the, you know, the first couple seasons of the flash were great. And like, I've always thought Gustin was really good, but now it's just like, and maybe they have the same formula that Arrow always had. We're like, he has a team, but then he drives him away because he's a dick. And then they end up coming back at the last minute to save his ass. But like with this show, it's like, you know, Barry does something dumb that causes the next season of events to happen. And then he loses confidence in himself and turns into a whiny bitch. And it's like, all right, I just, I really like Gustin's performance in a lot of a lot of cases, but he just doesn't do like the whiny, self-pitying version of this character very well. And like to start a season with that, even yeah, when you realize that this was probably supposed to be like tail end of last year stuff, where they always do this, where he always turns into like this pity ball. You know, to start a season with this is like, no, I don't want to be reminded of this. Give me like the good the good version of this character again, please. Um, you know, so hopefully they'll resolve this within God. I hope it's by next week. Um, but I, I feel like it's not going to be. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, next week we'll end all this mirror mistress garbage and they'll get to whatever they'll get to whatever season seven was supposed to be. Uh, so yeah, um, that yeah. should about. Was there anything else you wanted to mention on any front? Yeah. No, I think okay. we covered them. Uh, I suppose we should get into I, I what we have coming everything. up a little bit. Um, our uh, Snyder's, uh, our Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League preview show will be out um, as we're recording this tomorrow. Um, with uh, this will also come out tomorrow essentially and um we will be recording the uh the wandavision review show and the falcon and winter soldier preview this coming week for release on the following sunday we will be um probably releasing both of those on the same sunday uh just because of how close together those things are uh we do have some other things planned i do not have the schedule in front of me right now um I'm pretty deep into the Judas contract reading, so we should be able to do that pretty soon. Um, I suppose I should touch base with Brendan again. But I'm up to like 25, and it's pretty solid. So it's very good reading, actually. Um, One thing I will be doing somewhat outside of this show that I wanted to bring up on here because we may may get this other podcast person on here – um, I'm going to be making an appearance uh, next uh, on Friday, uh, Sunday the uh, Sunday the 14th. 
or we're recording it on Sunday the 14th on the Work of Wrestling podcast that's run by my buddy Tim Kale. Um, so I will put a link to that in places uh, for anybody that um, that you know follows us anywhere. I will be I will put a link to that in places once we do that. And my hope is to get him on here for uh, the eventual show we plan on doing on Batman '89 because um, he's a huge Batman geek. So I figured he would help. Um, did we also want to do Superman '78? Nice. I don't know if we. Yeah, I'll put that on the schedule somewhere. I mean, oh, a lot of this God. stuff is kind of undated now. I'm just kind of writing stuff down as we come up with it. So. I mean, I'm I'm definitely more the fan of uh, both Returns. Yeah, we could. I think eventually, too, if, we hey, if we keep get doing to those, this long we enough, to... we're gonna hit every comic book movie and you know, every comic book movie in creation at some point or other. Um, I still want to do at some point. Um, I had pitched that idea of doing like, you know, things like, uh, and maybe I didn't articulate that well when I first brought it up, but like the idea of those things that um, have had like the Marvel stuff that has had movies already, but they're not MCU stuff and they're, there's MC, MCU stuff coming like Blade and uh, as crappy as they are, the Fantastic Four movies. Um, so I would love to do like a I retro thing movie. on those and be like, well, what do we think from the, from these? What do we think the MCU stuff will keep? What will they shift around? Um, so maybe we'll, you know, and then we got to figure out what kind of stuff we want to do while Brent's not around. So I don't want to, I want to try to do as little as possible that he would want to be on, um, if for that couple of months, but, uh, we got to sit down and figure that out, I guess. So. Is he a Namor guy? Oh, we, we just won't do any Namor without him. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, he, right. he's a lobster. Well, I know he loves fucking Dr. Doom. I didn't know if he had a boner for FF villains or something. Yeah. So, yeah, we will... Um, uh, he be, probably uh, does. Wouldn't surprise you know, me. We'll be releasing more stuff. I don't see us really slowing down much. Uh, we're As far as I can tell, we're still having a good time doing this, and once it becomes work, we'll probably stop doing it. But, uh, you know, I'm already planning uh, how the hell I'm going to get through a four-hour movie in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, since I probably won't even start it till like, 10 o'clock at night after my wife goes to bed. <laughs> so, and she, when I told her I was going to watch uh, Zack Snyder's Just League in one sitting, she was like, wait, you mean that four-hour thing? I went, yeah. And she goes... You're gonna watch that in one sitting, really? I said, "Yeah, we got. We're gonna do the podcast on it, so I gotta watch it quickly." She just goes, "You're nuts." <laughs> and I actually yep. gave your example that you were gonna you were gonna do the Whedon cut and that back to back in six that's hours. Really and I said, and she goes, "Yeah, that's worse." So I at least had that going for me, which is nice. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be, right after we get done here, I'm going to record my comic pod for the week. Let me tell you, uh, Infinite Frontier Zero, um, I might need 10 minutes just to list all the artists and writers off. I mean, holy God. <laughs> yeah, it, we, we should actually, will, uh, if you read that, we should actually, you know, I, I don't think it's enough to uh, do a whole thing on it, but maybe... Um, 
in one of the ones we're going to record next week, we can do like five minutes on it because it's there's some stuff worth bringing up. Um, but I don't think none of the stuff has enough weight to it to me to actually justify like a whole plot on it. But um, I actually had to read it twice and take notes on it the second time around because I my retention of it was like not zero, but not great. And then I went, oh, I can't really talk about this because I don't remember 90% of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually had to, something I normally don't do on that show, I had to actually read it again. Because um, I like to get my initial uh, thoughts in. Are you still reading Spider-Man at all, by the way? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, wait until at the moment, but um, maybe tomorrow. I'll oh, if you, if you read Last Remains, the, the most recent big storyline that just finished, I need to know what you think about that because a lot of the start of my comic mm -hmm. pod was me bitching about how bad that was. So, I'm curious what another uh fan of my level would say to that. Yeah, also, in the one the Amazing Spider-Man coming out next week. I think they're debuting that weird new white and blue costume he's going to have. <laughs> Which looks... I don't want to say atrocious, because oh, I haven't really looked at it that much. But I was just like, really? That's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how that ends up. Um, thank you for joining me, Josh. And we will be doing this again later in the week with, I believe, all four of us, for at least one of them. Um... I think the WandaVision show is going to be everybody. And then I I would love your thoughts on – I know you don't really care about it, but I would love your thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier, even if you like – yeah, even if you like no, – you know, I don't know how we're going to work out like the phone hosting and all that crap, but even if you like are just kind of there for part of it or like just sit there and don't say much, I would I would love your your thoughts on some of it. Like have you read any of the stuff around that? Like you're not a – Huge Captain America guy, right? Uh, oh yeah, you know what? I almost think we kind of need you on there then, because I'm betting yeah. you and I are the ones who've read that, and I would bet the other two might have. I would, I'd be willing yeah. to bet that Justin hasn't, but I don't want, I don't want to speak for you know. He seems to not go much yeah, beyond like Power Rangers has. comics, <laughs> um, so. Yeah, yep, that's true. He does read Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Spider-Man. Yeah. He loves him some... Yep. Uh, and I've generally been he loves him some Dan um, holding my thoughts on WandaVision until we have a chance to get down and do that. Um, so I don't want to say too much. I will say she looked damn good in that costume. <laughs> um, and hopefully she will continue to wear that for however much longer that character is going to be around. But um, yeah, I don't want to get into too much on that because I don't want to spoil the, the review show, and I almost think it's better when we go in not knowing what anybody thinks. Um, so yeah, um, so oh, thank yeah, you for joining us, and we'll see you again uh, next next week when our next round of releases hit. Later. <laughs>